0: Hello listeners and welcome to the AfriWetu podcast where we live to celebrate African history by telling our story. As you're aware, one of the things that is important to AfriWetu is the importance of our very dope legends and ancestors as part of our history. So today is a legends show with a true legend, my friend, (laughs) the guest narrator for today, Nemo. Hi. Hi, Mona. (laughs) So um, first of all, thank you, Nemo. She always brings sunshine with her smile, just, just so you all know. Anyway, a few things to say about our Nemo. First, she's a creative like one who's actually created dope things, you know, not just saying it for the interwebs. Uh, She has the most wonderful, personal, fashionable style, like even your tees are dope. Uh, She's an educator and is out there making sure that the next generation are prepared for the very technical work that they're about to enter. Being able to be part of the leadership of the team of the Nairobi Institute. Nairobi Institute of Technology, if that wasn't loud enough for you. She's a smart, intelligent, and funny friend. You know those things people write about themselves, but they have bent the truth. She is the real deal. Our Nemo is an all-round human, and she's passing on her genius to lovely children alongside her partner in crime. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Craig. But for me, she has been a great friend and a supporter of Afriwetu forever. And I keep saying this. I really do have the dopest friends on the planet. You want to say hello to the people now anymore? After that
1: introduction,
0: not sure I can say too much else. But thank you, Mona. This is quite exciting. I'm so excited. This is so dope. Do you want to, before I hand over to you, I'll do a bit about Kenya and then hand over to you. Give the people a tease about your legend or you just want them to kind of wait and listen? There's so much I want to say. So much, right? Little teaser. Little teaser. Women. Women, okay. Power. Power. Courage. Courage. Unafraid. I like that. Unafraid. Unafraid. Unafraid, Unafraid. yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all you're going to tell people. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, fine, no problem. So let me share a few facts about Kenya that I hope I haven't already shared before because my Kenyans out there, this is like the fourth fable I've told or story I've told about Kenya. So stop writing in. Um, so Kenya is on the East African coast with one of the most beautiful coastlines in the world. Also has the best coffee in the world. It is the cradle of humanity because paleontologists have discovered some of the earliest evidence of man's ancestors. And you know, everywhere Afri- to history, that thing. Um... We also have a rich tradition of oral and written literature. And we, and Kenya has some of the best literary folk. Gosh, that was hard. Including, but not limited to Gugi Wafiongo, Grace O'Gott, Meja Mwangi, Misheri Kitai Mugo, Margaret Ogola. Like the list is endless. So that I thought was pretty apt considering that we're going to speak about a true Kenyan legend today. So with those few comments, I'm going to hand it over to you, Nimo. Oh, thank you, Mona. Thank you, thank you. So,
1: like I said, the snippet I gave you, women, courage, unafraid, power. We're going to move to Mbere, the people of Mbere. <laughs> She was born in 1870 in Bere, in the green and mountain highlands of central Kenya. Her name, still to determine if it was given at birth, it was later adopted, has great significance. So let's start there. What did it mean? It is said that it originated from the term Mundumuruma, which translates to a man. But Grace Wanjero a 70-year-old Mbere woman from Ishiara had her own thoughts. She says that for her, the name's origin is Orome. Orome means fierceness or courage. Our storyteller, Shosho Wanjero, is clear. Shiarome was a brave and courageous woman. So this is the real origin of the legend's name. This is already giving me shivers, Mona. To give some context to the era in which Shiarome was born, and what was going on during the early years of her life, there were few women who were able to have the same level of respect and command of their communities in the region. Her attributes and fame put her in the same breath as her fellow women such as Wanguwa Makeri of the Gikuyo and Shokaraine, child of the Barungo of the Meru people. Women were renowned in their communities. Here we speak of women whose intelligence, bravery and leadership in the face of adversity speaking as we are of a period of the European invasion of Africa. And these women were at the forefront of the fight against oppression and cruelty. The role of women at this time had also diminished and in Embu women were not seen as natural leaders or given the chance to lead. The patriarchy was real and we shall see how this played a major part in Shiarume's life. A very iconic image and detail about Shiarume is her dancing stick. Mona, I can only imagine, did it have glitter? Did it have what? I'm not sure, but this stick was the kind of stick that the women would use as part of the traditional dance performances. It is her own dancing stick, which is linked, in fact, not linked, but is one of the reasons Shiarume gained her fame and accolades as a skilled warrior. Sheromwe was known to fight alongside the men using this dancing stick. She was fearless in battle, seeing no need for spears, swords or arrows or any other weapons to do damage. Have you heard that Mona? She was fearless in battle, seeing no need to use spears, swords, arrows or any other weapons to do damage. Her bravery and skill were evident. As it was said that at the start, she fought without the need for even a shield. Now that's confidence, Mona. That is confidence right there. Although she did eventually get one, that's a shield, one could argue how she got it rather than her need for it. That the shield became a part of her armor. The story goes, the Mbere were under attack by their neighboring Kamba people. The Kamba people were led by a brilliant general. He and his battalion were constantly invading the Mbere lands, and each time they were victorious in their battles. The Mbere had to keep conceding, the military never able to overcome this enemy really. The Kamba raided and pillaged at will. The suffering was much, and there looked to be no end in sight. A pretty depressing and dim future right ahead. But because, there's always a because, and there's always a but, huh? In comes Shiarome. She was still making a name for herself, and known to be a fierce warrior. But they, the Mbere and the Kamba, were not ready for what happened next when she went next level. Shiarome joined the men to fight off the Kamba when they next invaded. The latter show of their usual victory. I think the general thought he'll make it again, right? Anyway. Seeing a woman, they may have given them pause. Anyway, she joined them in battle and really slayed the opposing forces using her skill and speed. For the first time, there was hope. That the Kamba were caught off guard at the prospect of losing a battle against their very easy prey. Sherume was focused and trained and ready for them. All this with her dancing stick. But that was not all. The Mbere gave a spirited and formidable defense. Then came the Kamba general. He needed to be defeated. And in this context, defeated is killed as he could easily go back and raise another battalion. There had to be an end to it. Sherume was determined and put up a brilliant fight one-on-one, warrior-to-warrior. He with his sword and shield, she with the dancing stick. They are said to have done the dance of death. It was a fight of equals, with each one as killed as the other. And no telling who would come out victorious. But as you all know, it had to be Sherome. She smoked him, the Kamba legend who none of her fellow Mbere could overpower over the years. She finished the job with her stick and hands. Back at home, there was celebration and the people rejoiced at this feat. The army had terrorized them, finally, defeated. You can imagine the party. As a reward for her and her spoils of the battle, she took his shield. A legendary warrior's shield, and from then on is said to have used it in every subsequent battle. A reminder to all who were engaged in fighting the of this victory with her stick and shield, she led them bere and they defeated all the enemies of their people. This was just the beginning of Sherume, as now her leadership journey began in earnest. The people knew that in her they had a leader, one who led them to success. No enemy dared to provoke them Bere as easily as they had. News of Sherume's deeds spread across the lands and she was both feared and respected. Her stories and feats being told even by other communities from the Kamba the Meru, the Kikuyu, and more in the region. Mona, did they have Twitter then? Do they have been a Twitter war? Not sure. But the news spread nonetheless. In this time, she was elevated to being the leader of the Mbere and stood head and shoulders above her fellow leaders as one of the greats. Like with every great leader, and more so when it is a woman, it wasn't just sunshine and smooth waters. No. In time, Jealousy and envy started to seep through. This was especially the case when she thrived and excelled where men had not. And in this case, where the failure was epic. Then there was also the fact that she was not only a leader with elevated status, but she was a formidable and intelligent one, speaking her mind at the meetings that had previously been almost exclusively male. Now here she was not only attending, but using her voice and challenging them, beating them at their level. They were equals, and rightfully so. This did not go down well at all. But what else could they do outside of talking badly about her? Remember the people wanted her out, and this proved tricky. So those, mainly men, were unhappy with her influence, and role resorted to the lowest form of insult, gossiping, bullying, and trying to shame her in public with contempt. One of those incidents is said to have gone something like this. I will use a mix of direct quotes and paraphrasing. Allah, my fellow men, have you ever seen wonders like these? It is confounding. These days, women cultivate seated down like men. They never fail to turn up at men's meetings, eh? A woman in the place of men. Who is this Sherume to upset traditions that have long been held? By arguing with men and fighting like a man? She's trying to do just that. Does she mean to say we have all been wrong all along? Trying to show us that the way we have handled our affairs from time immemorial isn't right? Ah! Then let her tell us men to start looking after homes, cooking, and even bearing children like women. Pin drops silence. You could almost see the people gathered around looking at him with both awe and respect for being so bold, but others who knew better would look at him like he clearly was clueless as to what he had just done. As the crowd then looked at Sherome, was known for her intellect and tongue, waited for that rebuttal, the defense, her words, nothing came. No words she sat in silence. And then, she stood up, went over to the bully, and beat him up. As Kenyans say, beat him like a thief. She would have finished him, wait, not for his fellow men, saving him from this thorough and painful lesson in what is and isn't restricted to manhood. That day, He was shown this man who had set out to humiliate her well that did not work quite how he imagined for Shiarume, the story of what had happened spread out across the regions the respect for her leadership and her clear ability as a warrior grew her fame solidified and she gained new admirers and supporters as a result of this and her continued leadership and no one dared confront her in such a way again the lesson was learned but this did not stop her detractors or indeed the jealousy it just went underground and simmered and grew like a rot and this is important to remember for later at this time the area saw the foreign invaders the europeans come into the lands they penetrated the mbere lands at this time during Sharume's peak of leadership for her people. As this was during the cruel practice of colonization, they had their dubious authority to appoint chiefs. After making inquiries and learning of her influence and power, in this instance, they thought it best to leave her where she was, naming her the chief of the Mbere community. Actually, she was, she was the leader of the Mbere and the Ameru community, Mona. Yes. Shiarume's leadership did not depend on the colonizers, but one of her skills as a leader and the fact that she was the defender of her people and she behaved accordingly. She held no fear, even for the colonizers, and this was seen in how she challenged and confronted the white colonial district commissioner. The brutal and violent colonial period did not spare Shiarume. Her people were forced into what was slave labor by white settlers. They tore families apart for their own selfish needs as farmhands in horrible conditions. And this was on a good day. Sherome was outspoken about the fact that her community's welfare was paramount and she represented them at meetings held with other leaders and the district commissioner. She challenged the laws that were imposed and systems put in place to oppress her people on their own lands and treating them as less human in their own home. She boldly called the white colonizers out and in one reported incident, when decrying their unjust practices, told the white district commissioner that he was an uncircumcised boy. That is ridiculous and that is terrible Mona. Please understand how big an insult that is for the community. Basically, you're but a mere child with no logic, intellect or understanding of adulting at all. I can only imagine his face. Red, turning red, Mona. Sharome's fearlessness and championing of her people led her fame and the respect for her increase. But so did the jealousy we spoke of earlier and the plans to discredit and get rid had begun in earnest. You can imagine now the men planning, scheming because Sharome has shown them. The chance to topple Cherume, was a key figure having led her people for many years, came in the form of an invitation. Sheromwe's enemies knew that they could not beat her intelligence and force when it came to any meetings, so that was not how they could discredit her, until one day an opportunity presented itself. The colonial district commissioner decided to hold a meeting of the chiefs in the Embo and Mbere region. The meeting was to be at Keremari, Kirimari means up the mountain. Sherome did, of course, get an invitation and would most probably have attended were it not for the lie she ended up believing. The men said that at this meeting, everyone had to be naked. Yes, without any item of clothing, bare, naked. Now, keeping in mind the fraught relationship between Sherome and the district commissioner and that during this time, should have been the only woman chief to attend. It is said that she thought it was the colonialists' way of getting back at her to shame her in public, knowing that she was proud, it would bring down her status. Revealing her nakedness in such a way would have brought shame to her and her people. Sherome refused to attend and given to such indignity and not only stated it but encouraged her fellow. Chiefs to also boycott such nonsense. Which, of course, they did not. Sherome was shocked and is said to have stood arms out and told them off. I have always told you that these white people who colonized us rule us through oppressive laws and they are very wicked people. Have you ever heard us tell any of our leaders to take off his clothes so that we can see his nudity? Go naked, you people, if you are uncircumcised boys, like that uncircumcised boy was called this dirty meeting. Sherume could not believe it, that these men had such a lack of self-respect and were such cowards. She continued to hold her ground, refusing to join them, preferring to maintain her dignity. Which was exactly what her enemies wanted. Their ploy had worked. Her enemies left on their two-day journey to the meeting point at Kerimari, and in keeping with the lie, they wore nothing. They were totally nude. They obviously had to keep this up for her to buy into it. But they were smart and had sent the people ahead of them with their clothes to change into on the way. When they got to a safe enough distance, they got dressed and continued their journey. They got to the meeting and set about their plan. They told the district commissioner their prepared lies, claiming that Sherome. Refusal to attend the meeting was due to her disdain of him and could not be summoned by an uncircumcised boy. This was something she made everyone aware of her feelings. It was a believable lie, as she had already called him that to his face. And to say he was livid would be an understatement, and the fact that Sherume was not there to defend herself from the false accusations did not help. He then stripped her of her chieftaincy. The plan had worked. Despite this, the light of Sherume could not be deemed by the whims of a colonial commissioner. She continued to be revered and respected by her people. Sherume's legacy lives on today. She is celebrated by her people for her courage, determination and leadership. Her name inspires women from not just Embu and Mbere but across the region, to emulate her perseverance and bravery, even in the face of great odds, from oppressive leaders, jealous enemies, and to step into leadership. Sherome of the embu a woman, a warrior, a leader, a true legend.
0: have shivers Where? I know right shivers. I know but before we get to that yeah. um thank you 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 that was so dope thank you right I have shivers right what was your best is it fair to say what was your best bit about her legend or what are your best bits about this legend that she was so fearless
1: she went into battle yeah without a shield with a without dancing weapons stick. with a dancing stick with a dancing stick so was she beating them on the head? Was, was she confusing know. them? So the question is, How? did she win? Because they were just
0: confused. <laughs> this lady <laughs> has no weapons. And she's None. coming to fight us. Straight. Straight. Like she's, she's looking at you. She's like, I'm going to beat you. Yes. And so, she beats like the legend. Yes. That guy yes. with Seydans. And he yes. had a shield and a sword. A Kamba general. So So was he confused by her beauty and the
1: dancing stick?
0: This is a very good question. I actually don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I think for me,
1: that was the best part. Because you might not have all your weapons, but you can confuse somebody
0: intellectually. And just like... (laughs) (laughs) Waving my wand. (laughs) With glitter, like I said. But it says a lot as well about Mm -hmm. the fact that Mm -hmm. she didn't need it. And I know, I know, guys, I'm stretching it, but it's almost like if you're in life mm-hmm. and you think, okay, but I don't have that skill, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. It's like, but what do you have that you can actually use to still succeed, the point the right? Lesson. Yes, yeah. Yes. It's like, what do yes. you have? But go in unafraid. That's the thing. Go in, go in ready, ready, and unafraid and unafraid and prepared yes. because the thing and is prepared. like, it's not as if she went in. And she just picked up the dancing stick mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Like she prepared. She yes. was ready for battle. Yes. She had practiced and practiced yes. and practiced. Yes. So she didn't just go in. So it's also like whatever you have, make sure that your craft is just solid. Yes. That you can go in and it was just like, I'll just, yeah. hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Done. Yeah. For me, that's the best part. Because I, I, when, when I was doing the research, first of all, I, I was hearing your voice. I was like, this is Nemo's legend. This is Nemo's legend. <laughs> And I was so right. (laughs) This is a legend. (laughs) And I was just saying to myself, we just need to uncover and yes, definitely uncover women's stories, but even men's stories. Like literally, it is it's amazing how much depth we have in our legends. But we tend to forget them and they're so like just put into the you know annals of history. But her, to be honest with you, I did not know this much about her. All I knew was Chirume and her dancing stick. Mm-hmm. That's, that is how much I knew. So yes. when I was doing mm-hmm. the research, and yeah. I know you told mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you went even deeper. Yes. Because you pointed yes. out the fact of her chieftaincy was yes. not just the For Mere. The bere. Yes. yes, it was actually yes. across yes. the region. Yes, and the Ameru. And the Ameru. And I'm just like, wow. Yes. See, that's a fact I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. It's like you've just
1: rightly said, we don't dig in deeper no. to find out. Mm-mm. Yet we have great legends in this country.
0: Amazing. Great
1: legends in this country.
0: Amazing.
1: You know, she died at the ripe old age of seventy. Imagine. So for seventy years, she yeah. she was a legend, spoken yeah. of, yet yes. we don't we don't highlight Mm-mm. these issues. No. Not issues, we don't highlight these legends. No, we yeah. don't. Because if we do, then we're encouraging younger ladies, younger girls. Being. If you put it into the context of today, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would like to think about it like gender balance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Very clearly gender balance, yes. Gender balance is required.
1: It is. Are we still in the same space where men are looking at women and saying, you might not fight me. Women are saying, I'm coming at you intellectually, yeah? Mm -hmm. Intellectually. Yeah.
0: And I am your equal. I am your equal. Like, And not equal in that... Oh, give me a space at the table because you should because there's a two thirds rule. But yeah. no, because I am your, your equal, equal. That is why I'm here. Exactly. It's, it's not. You're not doing me a favor. Yes. Like let's yes. be very clear. Yes. This is not Shirum yeah. was not yeah. like. Oh, please may yeah. I? No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> She's no, like, no, no I'm no. stepping into yes. it. Yes. It was so interesting when I did this Yokimao mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. There's an area in. Kenya mm-hmm. called Siokimau there's a train station there's a statue there people still didn't know she was a real human they didn't know that Mm-mm. yeah because also are we being taught this in schools no and why not
1: Makes a question why that's not
0: a very good question
1: and that's why Mona we love you because
0: oh your God. podcast is teaching us so much hey, you else. really led me down that garden path <laughs> <laughs> your podcast is teaching us so much thank you thank you I learn a lot yeah. as well yeah. but um, yeah. mm-hmm. very quickly mm-hmm. how can people follow you or follow what it is you do mm-hmm. Just I want to make sure that we get that in there <laughs> before we go off <laughs> just very quickly how okay. okay like Mona said I am a creative what and a you can creative. follow me on. <laughs> wonderful I don't think you guys understand when I say this anyway sorry go on <laughs> I'm a creative i and I love thinking out of the box completely out of the box oh
1: yeah you can follow me on my Instagram mm-hmm. my handle is nims, nims n-i-m-z underscore n-i-m-z oh. it is both my personal and professional page I don't separate the two because yeah I'm just you, me I'm, is, just yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just nims yeah I'm just nims <laughs> And I think also just going back to what actually, int- when you say you're creative, because it's such a big space, what specifically mm-hmm. are you very passionate about in that creative term, mm-hmm. shall we say? I'm very passionate about fashion and it interiors. Really is- guys, let me say something. When I was saying this thing about personal fashion sense, I wasn't making <laughs> stuff up. I just want to be clear, okay? I always but think yes.
1: if I was to redo, redo <laughs> this thing called
0: life, <laughs> I'd actually be a fashion designer and a dancer. Mm. Like, mm. if I oh, had yeah, a chance has. to redo. But let me ask you a question: Why mm. redo? When we look at somebody like mm. Cherume, why mm. would you say redo? Mm. I mean, you can just mm. do mm-hmm. mm. a fashion. Yes, I could do. Yes. But the dancing bit, I don't think my bones would move
1: <laughs> as much as like I watch some TikToks and I'm like, I want to do that. But if I do do that, <laughs> things might. Will, go I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> will I end up at physio tomorrow? Will I
0: end up at physio tomorrow? You know what, these are very fair considerations. Yeah. Well, we must consider these things, Mona. So this is very true. Yeah. This is very true. But I also love interiors. I absolutely love interiors. I should tell people about how you came to paint my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so was- no, let me
0: tell you. So Mona <laughs> okay, is my okay. client as well. Okay. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> And I asked her to come and paint the interior of my place. And in fact, even in the new place, she's coming to paint the interior. She doesn't know that yet until just this moment. <laughs> oh, thanks. But, right. but I remember when we were picking the colors and then I showed the colors to my sister, who you guys have heard her. Uh, she did um, the Queen Makera show. Um, and when I showed my sister Noni the colors and she's like, only you anymore." Will think that this is normal. (laughs) Like I said, out of the box, and I loved it. Loved it. I kept those colours for all those five years I lived in that place. Never changed. So, so yes. Again, also unafraid, unafraid, unafraid Unafraid of trying
1: something. Colours, they were beautiful. You were bold. Yeah, you were afraid, but then you became unafraid. Yeah, I told you, Mona. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll work out.
0: Yeah, and it did.
1: Listeners, let me tell you, Mona is
0: my client. i leave it at that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, so interiors and fashion, both of which you slay in and not slay the other slay, but slay like proper slay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to this. I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate that you've come, you spent, it's a Friday morning, you could be doing better things with your life. No, this is the best Friday morning. Mona, this is the best
1: Friday morning in a long time. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Oh, thank you. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Thank. She also has a lovely radio voice, no? But anyway, uh, (laughs) thank you all, Afriwatu, for tuning in. Please, 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 please stay with us. We have so many more dope stories coming up. And until next time, Mubari kiwe! Thank you.